Hey, what is up? I am happy that you are here. Well, honestly, I say that every time because I truly am happy and excited that you are here and that you are listening right now. And I'm especially happy that you are because the Spiritual AF Life podcast is having its first birthday on Friday. I'm so incredibly excited because it would be a year ago on Friday that the Spiritual AF Life podcast was born. And if you've been following along since I started the podcast, I did it in the honor of my Aunt Juju, who actually passed away um, on January 20th, uh, 2020. Isn't that crazy? She got out before the pandemic um, started. And if you want to read a little bit or listen to more of her story, I will put the link in the previous episodes that I did about her because it was some amazing signs and just incredible communication that she has really brought forth um, with signs since she has passed. However, before we get into today's episode, I do want to tell you that we are having a birthday celebration. So in honor of the Spiritual AF birthday, and we're coming up on 130 episodes. I thought it'd be really awesome to give you 30% off of my courses. So you have the How to Be a Psychic Medium course and also Divination Tools course, which are all 30% off right now. I will put the link in the show notes to celebrate. And then it's also going to be the last week where you can grab the other courses that I have at introductory prices that go really cheap, you know, from like a 27 $47 um, on up with ways that you can communicate with your spirit guide, the psychic medium mini course, and also the numerology course. So I hope that you have a lot of fun and I hope that you choose to come learn with me. And as always, if you take any of those courses or whatever, I'm literally just a message or an email away. All right, so now since we got that out of the way, I have to introduce this next episode that we're about to go into because I recently was on Sophia Renea's radio show, The Sovereign Self, and if you weren't able to catch that, I will put a link in the show notes so you can catch the replay. However, we were talking about living your most magnificent life, actually manifesting your most magnificent life, and I'll be honest, I was not able to really tell you everything that I was thinking and feeling and all my tips and tricks and to really give you that secret sauce. So I want to do part two today. So the time with Sophia Renea, that is going to be part one that you can look into in the show notes. But right now I want to give you that part two so that you can really focus on and see manifesting happening around you and just really be open to how you can bring it into your life. And you know what? We're just going to get right into it. All right. So now a little bit of what you might have heard from part one was I, you know, grew up very rough. I grew up, you know, not with a lot of money. We were always being evicted from places. And of course, I definitely borrowed my family's mentality when it came to money, when it came to things and how you should look at those. And so I didn't even realize that when I was growing up and trying to, you know, raise my son and have my own family, that I was taking a lot of those limiting beliefs with 
myself. And so that is the reason why that I feel like I was driving the car that was has the hanger, you know, holding up the muffler and I had duct tape on my side mirror and, you know, now I'm driving, I'll be honest with you, I'm driving like a brand new freaking Lexus. It is like the most beautiful car ever. And I don't have to worry about getting from point A to point B. I don't have to worry about my car like breaking down on me. And it was so surreal when I first got my car and it's like, oh my gosh, it's like nice interior. I don't have to worry about this. And it was just such a big step in my life and I'm not talking like how we have to have material things all the time but sometimes material things that we can manifest into our life really really can help and it can make our life so much easier so much better just like look at cell phones and now since they are smartphones and we can get to places easier don't you remember MapQuest having to freaking like print out the freaking um address and the, all the directions and then pray it actually got you there because half the time it would be freaking wrong and so now we have like phones and you know how much do our phones cost and so sometimes manifesting even material items into your life can be very helpful and I'm just going to skip right to it. I brought up when I was interviewed on Monday during the part one session and I gave you the number one thing that really impedes people from really manifesting things into their life and that is worthiness. And that is 1000% that was going on with me. And that was because I did not feel that I was good enough to drive this new car. I didn't feel good enough. Like I didn't feel like I deserved it. I just felt like, oh my gosh, no, those were other people that got that. I didn't get that. Like it was crazy. And it also goes back to some of the things that I remember as a child where my brother literally says that he named his daughter, whose name is Alexis, over the car Alexis because he never thought he would ever have one in his life. So he was going to name his daughter that so he would always have Alexis with him. And I thought that was so funny, but it also shows like how we grow up and my husband, my husband, sorry, my brother has so many cool cars and now he just laughs that I chose to have Alexis. And so I just thought that was a really cute story to share with you. But that was the first thing that I had to do was see that I was worthy. And honestly, I didn't jump from that car that was like be barely being held up. You know, like they didn't, it, like you could see through the trunk because there was like holes in it and stuff. And that wasn't even like the worst car that I ever had. I actually bought a car once for $250 when I accidentally wrecked my other car by sliding on ice into a curb. And I had to buy a car for $250 and one time, no joke, I was going through a car wash and half of my car like came apart by the time that I made it out the other side. Like I was inside the car wash scared because it was shaking so bad that I thought that it was going to burst, you know, and I was just going to be sitting there without a car inside the middle of a car wash. Like it was hanging on like um, sheet panels were coming off of my car truly crazy. So I couldn't go from thinking that I deserved anything better than that to bam, driving a brand new Lexus. So what I ended up doing was I ended up getting a like Jeep Liberty. It was my favorite thing in the entire world. It might as well have been like a Maserati or a freaking Lamborghini at the time. It was, oh my God. I just remember getting this Jeep and being like, oh my God, I cannot believe it. Like, I cannot believe that I brought this into my life. Like, and I remember like it had like a little button where you could just like hit it and the back window would pop open. And that was just like the biggest thing for me. I absolutely loved it. In fact, when I sold that Jeep, I cried. I was literally crying at Secretary of State um, with the person that bought my Jeep. I know it's so nuts. 
But the thing is, is that I did manifest this car and how I did it was I kept on thinking about how I needed a new car, how I wanted a new car. I kept on thinking about this and then I kept on thinking too about how I deserved this car. So one of the key things that they talk about with manifesting is that you're supposed to be holding a thought for at least seven seconds and for it to really stick. But the thing is, is if you don't keep on having it stick, then it's not really going to hold. So kind of think about it when you're using those command strips and you're pushing, you know, maybe a picture, a painting or whatever on the wall, the longer that you hold it there and hold it in, then it gets a little bit more um, how do I say this? Like a little more adhesive. It sticks a little bit better. It's definitely more stronger. And that's the exact same thing when it comes to manifesting. You have to keep on having on the forefront of your mind and you have to make sure that you are concentrating on those things that you do want. You can't be concentrating on, oh my God, my car sucks, my car sucks, my car sucks, and that's all you're putting out there. Like my car always breaks down because then the universe is going to hear you say, oh, my car sucks, her car always breaks down, and they're going to give you more of that. But if you concentrate on the good thing that you do want, like, oh my gosh, I deserve a nice car, a new car is coming towards me, and I am going to be able to get a fantastic deal, and you keep on thinking about that, that's what's going to come to you. Now, another thing that I brought up during that interview was how I was able to manifest two, technically three, dream jobs. And I just want to talk to you about them for really quick because I use different manifesting techniques with each one of them. Okay, so the first one was, and I'm just going to be completely honest here because literally there's no other way that I know how to be, but my dream job was going to be at a child development center that was affiliated with the military. And I remember having the conversation with my sister, being like, please pray that I can get this job because it can change my life. And I'm going to give you numbers so you can get a perspective. I'm going to lay it all out there for you. So like seriously, I am showing all of my tips and tricks, everything. I'm putting it right out there so you can get the full 360 point of view. So at the time, I was working at a child care center, and I had just got my bachelor's degree. No, sorry, associate's degree. And because I got my associate's degree, I was able to make $10 an hour, and I was so excited. But I went ahead, I went out to lunch with my sister when I found out about this opportunity in this child care center, and they were going to pay me almost $17 an hour. This was going to almost like double my income, right? From $10 to $17 with lots of possibility to grow to where I could get, you know, a raise every single year. And before you know it, I could be making $20 an hour. This was insane. In fact, I think they capped my position. Um, it would have been at $32 an hour. So this was so crazy. And I'm telling my sister this, and I'm like, please pray because this could really change my life. And I will tell you that applying for that job online did give me like a panic attack. I was full of anxiety. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't feel good enough. I can't get this job. All those kinds of things were coming at me. But the thing is, I still had to push through it. I had to push through the fear. And the reason why I'm bringing this up right now is because if you are scared right now of putting yourself out there, of writing that email, applying for that job, this is your sign that you really need to do that. Because I had my husband right there by me and he was like, thought it was 
insane how I was reacting to this. He's like, hey, let them decide. Let them decide if you are not qualified. Let them decide if you're not good for the job. But you should at least put your name in the hat. And that's what I'm inviting you to do. It's like, it does not matter, right? If you aren't chosen or whatever, it only matters that you are trying because that what happens then is that you are putting that energy towards whatever you want. You are focusing on that. You are taking that first step. So anyways, I show up to the interview. It goes very, very well. And as I am walking around, because I asked to have a tour of the facility because I wanted to see if, hey, if I actually even want to work there too. This works both ways, you know, just because you're going to double my income. Like I want to see where I'm possibly going to work. And I remember they assigned me someone to give me that tour and she had the biggest attitude problem ever. And she said to me, she was like, yeah, I wouldn't really expect to get this job if I were you because there was been plenty of people that worked here longer than you that um, want this job. So basically telling me that I wouldn't be getting it anyways. Well, guess what? Spoiler alert, I did get the job and I rocked it. I was freaking amazing there. I had so much fun. But when I was going to that job every single day and I was taking care of children of people who I thought had, quote, real jobs, which that is not true, by the way. <laughs> but they would come in and they would be dressed so nice and they'd be working like their nine to five jobs and that kind of thing. And I'm like, man, I want to be like that. I want to be able to, you know, sit down and have a coffee at my desk. And I want those things. And I swear, every single morning when I came in, that's literally all I thought about. Because I would get there at 5.45 in the morning. And before the first child would get there, I would drink my little bit of coffee. And I would just be like, wow, what it would be like to have my desk? What would I put on it? What would I do? So do you see how I'm trying to keep thinking about it? And then as I'm pulling in to work, I remember thinking to myself, I want to turn left because that, those were the buildings where the people who worked that I wanted to be with them. Okay. So like the parents, they would work in these buildings and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to work in those buildings. And then every single day when I'd come in, I'd be like, wow, I'm going to turn left one day. I'm going to turn left one day. And every single time anybody in front of me turned left to go into those buildings, I would just, I would have a pang of jealousy. And at first, I'm going to be honest with you, I was like, those are them and this is me. Those are people who didn't mess up their lives. I was a high school dropout. I didn't get my GED until like years later. And then, man, I finally actually got my associate's degree and it probably took me four to six years to get my associate's degree. Those were people who had it figured out in the beginning. And here I was like 30 years old. There's no way that I could possibly, you know, change my life and make it different now. But guess what? Spoiler alert, I did. And the reason being is because this feeling got so strong that I could do this. And I want to be like, you know what? No, I am not taking it for an answer that my life was messed up and I messed up my life too much and I can't turn it back around. You know, that I'm too old to do this. We all make excuses up whether we're too old, we're not pretty enough, we don't have enough money, we're not lovable, whatever it is. Those are all excuses. And so then I did what I say is going to be the second thing that you absolutely 1000% have to do when it comes to manifesting. The first one was worthiness. And this is truly the secret sauce. The second one is going to be inspired 
action. And inspired means in spirit. So you have to go with the hunches that you are getting. You have to look into it. Just going ahead and taking little baby steps. It might seem overwhelming whatever dream that you have, whether it is to write a book, to get married and have kids, whether it is to finally like travel overseas, you know, get a job that you love, like in this case. So you have to do one little thing, whatever you are feeling guided to do. And if you are not seeing those signs and you're not seeing those action steps, then maybe you need to meditate. Maybe you need a journal. Maybe you need to talk with a friend because they are there, but they might be more subtle. And I'm going to be honest with you. Many, many, many people that I meet, that I know, that I do readings for, all these things, they have very busy minds. And sometimes it's very hard to get a word in. Or oftentimes we're so distracted that a lot of times we don't see those signs. So sometimes you might have to go looking for them or asking someone else, if they can see any other signs that are around you. Well, anyways, my inspired action step was to go to the website in which you apply and start looking at jobs, trying to see, okay, what criteria do they have? What kind of things do I need to have if, if I can even make this happen? And what I noticed, though, is that they required a bachelor's degree. And I only had an associate's degree. And my associate's degree is in early early childhood development. So it's like ECE. I know how to work with children five years and under. However, when I looked at their website, I seen that they don't care what your degree is in. It does not matter. And I'm like, there's no freaking way. So I looked at my husband and I was like, I feel like I need to go back to school and I'm going to do my accelerated program to get my bachelor's in a year. And then I'm going to see if I can get this job. And if you listen to part one, you know the story. I ended up getting the job before I even graduated. So I thought that was such an important part of the story to tell you and for you taking an inspired action, okay? And so now I just have to tell you a couple of things. So first off, I absolutely think that everybody should manifest. And right now I'm in this point of my life where it's like, okay, what do I want to manifest now? So that's going to take you on this journey of self-discovery. Like if you could truly have whatever you want, what could you have? Because right now in my life, I literally have everything that I could ever ask for and ever want. And I remember my third dream job. So if you were counting, the first one was at the child development center. The second one was the desk job. And sure enough, I was able to create a beautiful scene at my desk and I had the pictures up and I was able to drink my coffee and sit at my desk all of the time. It was so great and still love it to this day. And I would always dress up without having to worry about getting baby food thrown up on me and things like that. So it was like those little things. But the third one, that I also got was becoming a psychic medium. Now, if you know my story, I didn't know that I was a psychic medium, didn't know any of those things. And when I got to Virginia, I was working, of course, my day job and things like that. And I was going to school and I was training and I was part of a class. Well, the class before me was graduating and I took, you know, there, I went and I went to their graduation ceremony. And while there, 
I had already been part of my psychic development circle that I had found in Virginia. And it was a time right now when I was in the circle that I wasn't connecting psychically or with mediumship. I still didn't get the hang of it. I still didn't know how it worked. And every Saturday I would go there and I would keep trying to connect with those on the other side and it was not working. But I still knew that I had this ability and I still knew that I wanted it really, really bad. And so when I was there at this class, you know, ceremony, graduation ceremony, I just pictured myself walking across the stage. And I was like, by the time that I get to graduate and I get to graduate next year, I want to be walking across that stage as a psychic medium. And I want to be a psychic medium who talks to the other side, who's incredibly accurate, who is booked, and people actually pay for my sessions. Now think about that. I couldn't really even, you know, connect to the other side. I wasn't really getting anything at all when I went to Circle. I just loved being there in the environment. And I loved learning about things. I loved hearing everybody else talk. It was so cool when people would be like, oh, I get this and I get this about you. And I'm like, I don't got nothing, okay? No, I usually always try to get at least a little bit of something, but nothing really substantial by this point. So I was like, hey, this is my goal. This is what I want. And that is what you need to do. You need to tell spirit, this is what I want. And maybe even give a deadline. Like, this is my deadline. This is what I truly want. But then you have to keep in mind those two things that I gave, I told you about, which is a worthiness factor of it. And then also taking those inspired action steps because it's not just going to fall on your lap and happen. Of course, could that possibly happen? Yes. But usually we need to put a little bit of effort into it. And just kind of think of you as a child and spirit, aka God, you know, is the father or the mom and dad and stuff like that and the child wants something and you want to spoil the child but then again it's kind of like okay well you did this and you wanted that and I tried to do this you know we did hockey we did tennis we did all this stuff and now you want to do something else right you might not take them I don't want to say take you seriously but if the child puts more effort into it and they're really like, no, this is what I truly want. And maybe they're practicing and they're doing it and they're putting more energy towards it. Then that parent might be like, okay, I'm going to take them a little bit more seriously. Okay, we're real about this. Let's get going. And so you are that like, quote, child. So spirit wants to bring it to you. And so going ahead and making it known, this is what I want. And this is the time that I want it by. So that brings me to another story that I wanted to tell you, just in case you haven't heard it. My mom passed unexpectedly in July. What was crazy was that she only had three weeks by the time we found out she was sick until she passed. And the month beforehand, I had bought Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Masterclass. And I was taking her class and it was going very well. And I was very excited to go and see her live and to be part of the class live in New York. And so I was waiting to book my ticket, thank goodness I didn't. And then as soon as my mom got sick, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't go to New York now. And then my mom passed. And then I was like, oh my gosh, well, I definitely can't go to New York now. I'm a freaking grieving mess. Well, then all of a sudden, one day when I was sitting at my desk job, you know, drinking my coffee, you know, the job that I manifested, I was like, wait a second, mom. The only other time that I've been to New York or the first time I've ever been to New York was with you. So if you think that I need to do this, maybe I could have you there with me. Maybe it'll be like a bonding experience. You know, what do you think? And then I started thinking to myself, like, you know, mom, I need you to send me the sign that I need to do this. And I'm like, you know what? Not just a sign, but I want you to send me the money. 
I want you to send me the money if you think that I need to go here. If I do need to go to New York, I want the money. And then I also want Gabby Bernstein's team to also say, hey, you know what, we can switch you from a virtual ticket, which is what I had, to an in-person ticket. I want all that to be seamless. Well, it was the next day. I came into work, and sure enough, Gabby B's um, team had emailed me back, and they're like, not a problem at all. You know, we'll see you in New York. And I'm like, okay, but I still need the money, right? And that's when my boss came up to me, and he was like, oh, my gosh, Heather, I'm so sorry, but your bonus was delayed. First off, didn't know I was getting a bonus, and I'm going to give you numbers. He was like, yeah, you know, you have a $1,700 bonus. That more than covered my New York trip. And guess what? When I went to New York, I got upgraded, stayed right across the street, across the hallway from the penthouse. It was freaking amazing. And I had an amazing time connecting with my mom, going back to the places that her and I had went to when I was on the Murray Povich show when I was 13. That's when I went to New York was when I was with my mom was on the Murray Povich show for talking fast. But that is going to be a story for a different day. But that is another thing that you can do when you are trying to manifest, get spirit involved. Okay, so that can be going ahead and counting on your past loved one to bring it through. You can go ahead and ask your angels, your spirit guides, and whether or not you feel like you have a good relationship with them, believe me, they can hear you. They feel you. They know you, even though you might not know, see, hear, or feel them. I hope that's making a lot of sense. And so... There's a couple of things that I just want to say before I let you go right now, but I really want you to think about, number one, taking baby steps when it comes to the manifesting, okay? It's going to be doing a little bit of research, reaching out to one person, doing an email. I think all of us are so afraid of getting rejection and people saying no to us, but honestly, we need to get used to it. You know, I think that Kevin Hart was told that he wasn't funny and then like he tried like 200 and something times or whatever. You know that Tony Robbins, his very first lecture, his very first thing that he put on, he rented a place that was like over 200 freaking seats. And you know how many people showed up to Tony Robbins' event? I think he said it was like six people. And they were all spread out, the, the whole 200 seats. So we had to get them to come closer, you know, and sit near in the front. And that was him. There's so many more stories that are like this. You know that Oprah was turned down for the color purple, right? It was insane. And then it was this crazy events that led her to getting that role that partly like changed her life. And there's so many more stories like that. So take baby steps. What's one thing you can do? What's one inspired action that you can take? And then if you can't see anything, then you need to go ahead, journal, meditate, you know, go to hypnosis if you need to, or you really need to get a buddy to help you see it. The thing is, is you sometimes, this is number two, you're going to have to ask. You're going to have to be like, okay, spirit, I need you to bring this into my life. And if you don't believe in spirit, then you can go ahead and say, okay, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, you know, whoever is on the other side that you really trust, that you know is going to have your back no matter what, you can go ahead and ask them. Be like, hey, I really need X, Y, and Z. And you know what? Even if it isn't clear on what you want, you can even say, hey, can you help me get clear on what I truly need to manifest in my life that's going to make me happy? All right, and then... You are going to have to get another person, some kind of buddy in your court, 
corner. This is going to be number three that can really be your sounding board. Maybe you can get a manifesting buddy together. So someone else that's going to be working with you and really just like help you see past yourself and really encourage you just like how I had my husband there and he put, pushed me to apply for that job, which ultimately just led to snowballing effects that honestly really changed my life to where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I've been through all of this. I can't believe that I had so many of these amazing experiences and I was able to change my life. So sometimes when I am driving into work and I get to turn left, I just think back on that Heather that always went straight. And she always had to go straight and she was always so tired and she was always so burnt out and how much she loved the kids, but she definitely wanted to try something more. And then I think about that girl who sat in the psychic development circle getting absolutely nothing. And then I really, really tried hard and I really asked spirit to be there with me. And I also didn't do it alone. I did it with other people when it's like, okay, how can I be like you? How can I get better? And that's the thing. It's going to be that worthiness thing. Like I didn't feel worthy connecting with spirit guides and past loved ones. I didn't feel like I was good enough, you know, but you have to get past that. And then I took that inspired action. I went to the circle. I took even more classes. I took more courses. I read books that I was guided to read. And honestly, a lot of like all of my spiritual knowledge, I feel came from all these books that I read over the course of so many years. And then it just becomes like pure knowledge. So I hope that you loved these tips. I hope that you can manifest some amazing things. And you know, honestly, reach out to me on Facebook, on Instagram, email me at heatherdaniellemedium at gmail.com and tell me some of your manifesting stories because I truly would love to hear it. And I hope that I see you in one of my other courses. Don't forget about that sale. It's going to go on until next Wednesday. So you have a week. And if you need anything, you know where to find me.